this is the Play No Games podcast. We the hardest working podcast in Portland, Oregon, man. Play no games. Play no games. games. Podcast slash show. Oh, Moment. you want you want me to do both? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Go ahead. Slash show. Slash show. It's really a moment, though. I like our guests. Our guests have been really taking over the intro. Over you know, you know our last few guests has been on one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've been on one, I swear. Welcome to the Play No Games podcast slash show. And we're back here again. And, yo, I just want to say thanks for everyone who's been watching. The viewership has been on the the super rise and I appreciate all the things. And if you want to keep sharing the goodness of what we're doing, because we're trying to put everyone on a higher vibration, uh, whether that is in relationships, social issues, or most importantly, improving your self-worth. Man. Hey, we're the guys who are doing it. And if you want to follow us, we are at look here. F R I Instagram. <laughs> and if you want to follow us on uh, YouTube, we're playing no games. And we're also on, Spotify, Anchor, uh, Anchor Apple, Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. We're there. You can find Everywhere. us. Everywhere. We in your grandma eardrum, too. Yeah. You know, tell, grandma, tell grandma to put the podcast on. You know what I'm saying? Grandma. <laughs> grandma Mo. <laughs> it's Sunday. Sunday morning. Put that on. And if y'all Here's like us. Lord, real quick. And if y'all. <laughs> and if y'all like us. And y'all like us. Please. Oh, donate. Dollar Sign Hero Rob. Oh, Hero Bob, Cash App, Dollar Sign Hero Bob, donate. We, if you can help us get more capital, we can in, uh, increase the experience you get with the show. The Cash App is active. It, you already know. It's very active. Uh, with all that being said, before we get to our very first segment, you know what? I think uh, I think for the first time, I'm not going to introduce uh, the guest because I think she can do it herself. Because oh, she's really? she is. A whole vibe. Yo, <laughs> yo! Some about it. Some about it. It's a whole vibe. Let the people know who who who's on the show with us today. Okay. Like you know, I got many different aliases. Uh-oh. But we're like go by the government is unique, but we also go by Nick and Yanni. Okay, and welcome to the Play No Games podcast. Welcome, welcome, show. welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy to be here. So, like, obviously, we know you have, like, career-related things that we'll kind of talk to you about. But before we get into that, we want to, like, put you into the group. And I just want to pass it on to the my guy over there because he's going to let you know our very first segment. So we do this intro called Play No Games. Okay. And so it could be positive, negative, informative. It could be anything that you're feeling for that moment. And you just say, I don't want to play no games about this and you just go in about whatever that might be and we might speak on it we might let it be and then we'll get our turn you gonna come for my neck Ooh, maybe okay what you, what <laughs> you play no games about my life go ahead speak on it um i feel like you need to be very in, you know intentional about what you want where you're going who you want to be around so that's essentially your life so i don't play games about my life mm, that's deep huh? super deep all right. I don't know how we yeah. jump into that. I don't know. Um, I'll just say this. As a person who has an opportunity to, like, know you besides the show, yeah. she does not play about her life whatsoever, let me tell y'all. Um, I, tell. She, uh, I will say this. Hopefully you get this a lot uh, 
often. You're a very down to earth person. I am. And like, I was like, I'll be I'll front. I'll be up front. I'll be like, because sometimes with certain presentations, you're like, ah, she's going to be like, ah. But like, what? I'm bougie. I'm tight. Let's stay away from her because she might want the coin real quick. But I do. But, you know, we'll connect to that real too. <laughs> Guilty. Um, but I'll just say I was like thoroughly surprised. It was like a breath of fresh air. Uh, and like from there, like our relationship took off from there. So I would say, yeah, you are a very down to earth individual. Definitely. Yeah. I just think it's like just being cultured, you know, like being from New York and like being around like different cultures, you know, and like not like essentially being where I want to be, but knowing where I want to be and then going to LA and like it was just like in my face. So it was like, okay, we done made it to come to Portland. It's like, okay, I like know how to like mix and groove around different people and still like kind of keep my identity. Mm. Very much so. Okay. Okay. Robert, what you playing no games about with today? I have like one and a half things. I'm not gonna play any games about. I'm gonna like move your mic just a tad bit closer. You're gonna touch my like space? I'm not gonna touch your okay. space. I just like boundaries. Good sound. Okay. Um <laughs> because if you're gonna sit back, but what I also really play no games about is uh <laughs> if you're watching the visuals, <laughs> I am doing something if you're watching on audio, I'm doing something hilarious. Watch it on the videos. Oh my Actually, what I don't play no games about actually is something that's very, uh, actually, it's kind of like uh, on my mind. What I don't play no games about is um, the hustle. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to give a shout out to all my people who have a dollar and a dream. And I'll just say that if no one's told you this week that what you're supposed to do, you're supposed to do it. And my thing is sometimes. It's not the dream, it's the consistency. It's like literally you following in that routine because it's delicious to dream, but like what really gets you to that dream is that journey. And like if you don't wake up and you really are not passionate about it, try to find something else. So shout out to all the dreamers out there. That's what I want to play no games the about. Gas prices are getting higher, so you gotta have your coin. Man. <laughs> she ain't playing. Oh man, that's a dope one. I think it it uh taps into different aspects of like everyone's lives right like if your dream ain't on your mind all the time then you mm-hmm. falling behind um and it's uh it's crazy that we like as you become an adult you ask those questions of like how you doing what your dream is and all that and a lot of people just don't they don't have the answer to that they're like oh i'm living my dream but then they're on the inside miserable and in what they're doing or they just feel some type of way I can see that. I definitely feel like it's more so like a lifestyle choice. Like, mm. I think it's really also about perspective. We all like, I don't know, like your in-depth like situation are you, but like definitely like it's a choice of like where you want to go and what avenue you want to go and not like giving up, you know, because there's like, always going to be like things that's going to like stop you from your, your pace. But if you know how you want to live and you know where you see yourself, it's like you don't really get distracted. Mm. That's real. Real, real talk right there. Yeah. Real talk. Um, ooh, I don't know. I'm I'm on a, a weird mindset right now for today. What's your wave? Uh, I play no games about... Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, uh, I don't know. It's really like... A, I'm in like a weird... It's like a weird transition period for me in my, in my mental. Like, so... Uh, Taking breaks, mental breaks. Mm. 
Um, and I think it's an opportunity for people to really just see who they are and mentally like check in with themselves. Um, and I usually do one every morning when I wake up or I wake up early, I wake up at like five thirty in the morning and I, I'll sit in my bed and just lay and think about my day and what I want to do and what I want to accomplish for my day. And I'll, I'll do that for about 15, 20 minutes before I get up and really get active on, on everything that I need to do. Um, and I try and take that break for myself just to like breathe in and recognize that I'm here, I'm alive, um, and that I can wiggle my toes and shake my hands and, and be motivated to keep grinding. So like, um, that's something that I try to stay consistent with. So you're uh, super present. Yeah. That's good. I think it's important to be super present, you know, like you're deciding how your day goes. You know what I mean? Like a lot of us like get too invested in what's going on at the moment do you know what I mean versus like deciding like this is like a 3d world like we're like really deciding how this day moves and how it goes like not everything's mm-hmm. as bad as it uh, how it seems you know what I mean it's more it's like your perspective going back to that like how am I going to move forward and like making myself be like the best person I need to be even through all these diversities and challenges mm. yeah no that's real that's a real statement that's real so <laughs> You know, what's going? What's ticking in the brain? I think this is a perfect time to. Let me get comfortable because I feel like it's getting serious. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, little bit, a little bit. <laughs> I think this is the perfect time to just to ask uh, you because you know you come from BX. I know. Like, and did you I in? Do this tear squad. Oh, do it! Hey, be back with it. But. Before we get into like how you came from there to Portland, um, you've been trying to uh, beat me in a, a duet for a very long time. Oh my god! We like, and <laughs> we got and we have a judge, and I want you to judge fairly. Please do, because I'm coming. Okay. Wait, when is this going on? Right now. This is going on now. Right oh. now. Oh snap! So you're gonna pick a song in your mind that you know. And you're gonna sing it? No, I need like a song that has like two people so we could go back and forth. So like I could like feel the energy real quick. Oh, well, there's like copyright things, so there's like certain songs, like we can't like have songs being played. We'll deal with them later. <laughs> I don't I don't want this wet to come down. <laughs> wow. Um so how are we gonna do this? So I have to pick a song. Just pick a song that you know. You get fifteen seconds and then AJ's gonna be like, All right, who wins? And we got this one for the books. Oh my god, this is so hard. Cause I got a couple of songs that give you a little moment. Uh oh, <laughs> it's getting real on it. Or, or how about moment. this? We can pull. How about this? We can pull the lyrics of your favorite song on your phone, and then we can go from there. Okay. All right. All oh, right. is this got no audio? No audio, just you. Oh, this is like a whole other like. I mean, you were going okay. Yeah. You gotta, like, like this, what's like charades? Now you gotta guess what I'm singing. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no damn to hear you. I know, so you gotta like. I really gotta get the energy on this. Okay. Know. Oh man. You see what I'm no, saying? I got, I got a song. I got a song. You need your phone. I kind of do. Grab it. Thank All right. You. I got this one. Hold on one second. Uh. Nah, I can't have you looking over here. I got I got a perfect song to beat you with. Mm-hmm. Um, 
One second, y'all. One second, y'all. We about to end in this. Uh, oh, okay. I want you to sing this song. Can you sing this song? If you could like go off on this song. Go off on this song. Ooh. Hey. Ah! Uh oh. All right, we can do an usher batter. Oh. I'll pick an usher song to be fair. I'm, I'm ready. I'm right. ready for this battle now. We're gonna do '90s, okay? '90s. We're gonna do the '90s, okay? Absolutely. That just kills the song. I was no, about to no, choose. no. It's the OG vibes because we're schooling All right. today. All right. I respect. It's a it. schooling session. Oh, she said she about to take okay. you to school. All right. Okay. Oh. It's what made you saucy, so embrace it. All right. I'm ready. I have my song. Okay, I have mine too. I didn't have to look. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we ready for Rob? Uh-oh, here we go. Round one. <sighs> Round one. Fight. <laughs> I got you. Come stop your crying, it will be all right. Just take my hand, hold it tight now. I will protect you from all around you. I will be here, don't you cry. For one so small, it seems so strong now. My arms will hold you, keep you safe and warm. This bond between us can't be broken. Because I'm here. Don't you cry. You'll be. There we go. Goated. He really just did that. Goated. I didn't On look at camera. the lyrics. I, 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 that's all I got to say. That's I'm looking at my say. lyrics, okay? Because I got to be sharp. All right. Oh my God, we singing? Cause I thought we was like gonna do like the whole little like just lip sync. Oh no! Are you? No, we got. I can not sing, but I'm giving you a vibe. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I give you a vibe, but I can't sing. Must you do the things you do? You keep on acting like a fool. You need to know it's me, not you. And if you didn't know it, boy, it's true. I we keep going. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Enough, <laughs> the boy is mine. I'm so. That's it. <laughs> now, impartially. He won. Just because we didn't know the rules, I was like, I thought we were going to lip sync and like swing the hair. and. Oh, no, my voice is fine. I got shower Grammys. I'm good. <laughs> okay, but we be doing like a little shower. lip sync thing on the day. Like. You said shower Grammys. So, AJ. Before we get, I want you to be honest. I'm talking about presentation. I'm talking about voice. I'm talking about. Take that one, child, because I didn't know the rules. Take who, it. who you got? Who you got? Take, take, take your, take your win. Take your win. I don't really let people win like that, but. Wow, I'm gonna let the judge decide. So, con- context of the song. Uh, you guys, you had like this. You know how people do like this or this. Uh, <laughs> You got you got the context of the song. Yours wasn't long enough, but you know that I was vibing. You know, I should make a move when I won't. Uh, this, uh, this is this is <laughs> on vocals. You know, Robert won. Yes, sir. Put the boys up on, on vocals. Robert won, and then you know, <gasps> on uh, the man won. Child on on lyrical content. 
Uh, the man don't want child. Uh, Robert won. The man uh, don't want. Child. Yeah. <laughs> Put so, this uh, on the books. If I if I gotta if I gotta say the winner, uh, it's Robert Child. Rob. It's like you know the buzzer or like Robert the, Robert you know, the won. They turn the chairs around. <laughs> you know what? They didn't turn the chairs around for me. <laughs> I'm gonna put a I'm gonna poll in this one. We'll see what the uh, we'll see what the we not do the poll, child. I'm telling you, the people's looking for a reason. <laughs> I didn't came and pulled up, so but she wasn't ready. Let's just say this. Thank you for going off the cuff, but let's get into the most serious things. So, literally, absolutely, absolutely. BX Bronx Brooklyn. Where is where it's at? It's in Portland. It's really not, but. How did you move from that great state to here? Please. I love New York. Like, I feel like I'm always going to be a New York girl at heart. Like, my, I don't know, like, I think my realness, my love of being assertive, do you know what I mean, being, like, a good, loyal person, that's, like, New York. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're very, like, we have this kind of thing about us where we seem very standoffish, but we take time to actually get to know people before like we bring them into our space. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm going to keep that. But like for me, I've always known I wanted to do more. Like I'm going to be a little corny for a second. Like I watched a Rice Roni Treat commercial when I was like six. And I was like, I want to move to California. Oh, really? Off Rice Roni? Yeah. Like the little streetcar thing. Yeah. I was like, I want to move to California. I didn't know why I wanted to move to California, what I was going to do. But I was like, that's where I see my life. Like, don't get me wrong, I grew up in the suburbs, so I was, like, 10, so, like, I had, like, a really cool little, like, situation, but then I moved to Bronx, so I was, like, this is just not a fit for me, personally, mm -hmm. so, I mean, like, definitely, like, it gave me a perspective, like, being, like, sweet, but I'm also, like, very strong, so I think the Bronx did that for me, but I definitely knew it wasn't a place I was going to stay, mm. Okay. so with that, like, type of mind frame, like, I was, like, okay, how can I get to California, because that's where I want to be. And I knew I wanted to do fashion, and, you know, I just did my research, and I'm like, one of the best schools, other than FIT, which people were like, why the heck would you go to, like, really? California when one of the best, like, fashion schools is in New York City, mm -hmm. I mean, but I, like, knew I wanted to do, like, more, like, the entertainment aspect of fashion, more, like, than design, because I'm, I'm not a designer, I don't do design. <laughs> um, I'm about, like, moments, entertainment, like, you know, that vibe, and you, like, walk into a room, and that's, like, so, like, L.A., mm. Yeah, I have to agree to that. It's definitely LA. So, so you you take this trip, following your heart and your dreams, to LA. What was it that that big transformation from the BX to LA? Like, what, what was the mindset? How did you interact with the culture? Because it's a when we went from a concrete jungle to Oceanside Beach House, like. Oh, well, I'm going to tell you this right now. Like, sis didn't know how to drive. She was 19. So I've, I've been, like, on my feet just trying to always just do things, even if it went against the grain. So I moved to L.A. It was, like, a little bit more chilled. Mm -hmm. I mean, but because, like, a lot of people that live there, they're there for a purpose, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. They're there either to do, like, acting, modeling, you know, real estate, whatever. They're trying to make the big bang real quick. So, like, for me, being in a place that's, like, so real Going to L.A. where it's, like, you got to kind of fake it till you make it. And, like, you can kind of, like, build on that and get where you need to get. It was so different from L.A. I mean, New York. Because even when I graduated from college, I went back to, like, New York. Like, it was a little bit, like, shocking to me. Mine, like, I grew up there my whole life. Yeah. But it was a little bit shocking to me because, like, it's so much easier to get your foot in the door. In L.A., you just got to have, like, a certain look, know the right people, yada, yada, yada. Connections. Yeah. 
But I went back to New York after graduating, and I remember I worked at this store. Like, it was, like, a really high, like, fashion store. Like, it was in Soho, and I remember, like, no one liked me for a while. You know what I mean? <laughs> what? <laughs> no one liked me for a while, and, like, I wasn't used to that. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, being pretty has always been, like, the thing that, like, got me in the door. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But when I moved back to New York, like, people more respected me for my talents versus how I looked. Especially being, like, a black girl, do you know what I mean? Working in Soho. Like, I was the only black girl in my store. Oh, wow. You know? So when I look at stuff like that, it's, like, to me, it's, like, I don't really think it's really about color. I think it's, like, how people gravitate towards you mm-hmm. more than anything. So I've always, like, held myself to a certain standard and know how to acclimate. But obviously, like, you know, as you get older and you're around different people, you got to know, like, how to, like, spark their interest. And I think that's, like, kind of what I learned when I went back to New York. Like, keeping that, like, me and, like, that LA vibe but also knowing how to gravitate towards certain people where they respect you. Mm. You said something that was very interesting to me um, is you talked you talked about talent and then beauty. I know for us, we've always talked about and we've uh, lauded around when we say certain women experience like pretty girl privilege, ah, pretty girl privilege. Have you heard of that before? Um, not as much, more so like light skin, light skin privilege. I've heard that more so than anything. And I just, just want to ask you, my, why is my voice going? I just want to ask you, do you think per se, how does it feel coming from having your talents being like judged versus someone's like, oh, you're just a pretty girl. How does that, how did how does that affect you? I don't think that's ever really affected me. Do you mean like, I think. Growing up, like, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't the pretty girl growing up in high school. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I've always put more of my, like, energy into, like, my personality. Mm-hmm. That's, like, always been, like, my biggest thing, like, my personality, my personality. You know, obviously, like, when I went to L.A., like, you know, I'm growing, I'm developing, coming into who I am. Do you know what I mean? I started noticing that it was more, like, about my looks. Mm-hmm. You know? I did start noticing that. But because, like, I've already been so grounded in building my personality that even when people come to me with, like, a certain type of energy, like, about my looks, they some they get, like, really intrigued once I start talking, mm. you know, because I don't, I've never based myself on my looks. Do you, do you feel like that's that, that Brooklyn personality that you... I don't think that's that at all. I think it's just a personal thing, you know, like, um, I've always really been into, like, you know, being smart, like I said before. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've always had, like, a lot of, like, guy friends, always. Um, I never was the girlfriend. I was always, like, the homegirl. So for me personally, like, I think, like, those relationships with men are just in my life were a little bit more genuine versus, like, I'm trying to, like, get something. Mm-hmm. So when I knew I had the ability to get something based off my looks, like, it's like, okay, this is the one foot in the door, but I'm going to really sell the deal, you know what I mean, by my personality. Mm-hmm. What so speaking to the like the ladies, like what do you say is like the best way to get not only get your foot in the door, but like like you're saying, like your personality, like what about it do you feel like can like kick the door open? Like I think it's just being authentic. Like, mm. you know, sometimes like you know, I like he was talking earlier, I'm not the stereotypical like girl when you look at me, you know what I mean? And I've, like, sometimes had to battle that. Even, like, moving to Portland, like, I moved here, like, maybe two years ago, and it was, like, I chose the worst experience ever, you know? But it was it was the worst experience ever because it was, a, uh, like, a, a test. 
You know what I'm mm. saying? Because it was a test because I was around a lot of people that were not like me. Yeah. Look like me. Mm. And, you know, when you're in that stage, like trying to figure out yourself, like you want to fit in. So when I moved here, I was like, okay, I'm a girl that likes to get dressed up. I do my hair, my nails, everything. But like, there's a lot of girls around me that don't do that. Do you know I mean, there's not a lot of black women out here. So because I don't want to be the oddball out, I'm going to try to just fit in. But with that being said, I think from my experience then to now, knowing that I was going to move back here, I, I think it's really big on your happiness because, like, your happiness is what's going to drive you throughout your day. And I felt like my happiness wasn't being fulfilled trying to fit into this box because fitting in that box did not make me feel whole. Mm. You know? That's deep. It didn't yeah. make me feel whole. It made me kind of feel like kind of lost and I feel like when you're lost you don't really have any direction even when you like we're all going to get spoken about I mean because like when you're testing the limits and doing something different yeah we're always going to be talked about but I'd rather be talked about and feel whole than to not be talked about and not be whole and still be talked about mm -hmm. <laughs> you know people are going to talk about you either way you see it yeah. I mean yeah. no matter what you do people are going to talk about you yeah but I'd rather when you talk about me and I go home at night like I feel good mm -hmm. about me and that's so crazy because I work with high school students and that's one of the biggest things that I always tell them, like, you get mad that somebody's saying something about you, not realizing that they're going to talk about you regardless yeah. if, if you're doing something positive or negative. It's like, how are you going to take it? Like, are you going to weigh into it now, fight this person, and now you give them a reason to continue to talk about you or are you just going to let them talk? Because ultimately they putting your name out there and not theirs. So it's like... You get notoriety regardless of right. Bad press is good press. Like it's, it's sad to say. Like some people use it in the most negative way. Like when I was like talking about social media, mm -hmm. like social media is really supposed to be a platform for businesses to put themselves out there, but it's yeah. become more of a thing of vanity. So it's like yep. people are depicting and showing what they want to show, but like your life is your life. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Your life is your life. So it's like for me, I think. Whatever I put on their social media or you or anybody is like, I'm okay with it. You know, because mm. I know personally, like, I have my days where I'm like, oh, we got to turn the phone off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> you just got to get away for a second. But at the same time, too, like, I'm like, I just feel like no day is ever really perfect. But like, I feel like the best thing I can do is be authentic to myself. Regardless of what image I like depict to you or whatever. Like, because I know, like, when I go home, like, and I like take my shoes, I'm like, how do you feel? Mm. <laughs> you know like yeah yeah, yeah good check in yeah like it's like how do i feel today like and like i I have to be honest with myself how i feel like sometimes i don't like force myself into situations i know it doesn't feel good mm. interesting no i'm proud no y'all look at it i'm just, just taking it in i'm taking it in it looked like he's about to say something That's no I, i'm thinking i was thinking i guess i want to ask you what you ask me a lot of things okay. um it's like going back to i know we'll just say how you said that you navigate a lot of things with your talent and your personality but how do you deal with that when people put you in that stereotypical bu bubble and we'll just say more so with your career because you mm. definitely since we've talked i know you you said you style different celebrities work with pr where it's kind of like how do you show those people that it's my talent, not my looks. And how do you navigate through that? So 
or I can't. Yeah. How did you navigate through that with in those spaces? I don't think like luckily until like I moved here. Mm. I mean, but luckily, like for a long time, I've never had to deal with those issues. You know, mm. I, I personally have never had to deal with those issues. Mm. But at the same time, too, like I know, like I want to say like, I'm a chameleon. Like I scope out my surroundings and I know how to like acclimate myself in a way where it's mm. like it's still authentic. But it's like I know where I'm at. So I'm not going to do certain type of things. You know, because, like, there's a difference between business relationships and personal relationships, and there's those relationships we have both where you kind of, like, have to keep that balance. But if I know, like, I'm going to, like, an event or something like that, it's, like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I kind of prep talk myself. Like, this is what we're doing. We're coming here for a purpose. Let's do this. And boom. You know, versus, like, more, like, interpersonal relationships, like me, you, whatever. Mm. You know, like, I can, like, kind of put my guard down a little bit, you know, and show that other little bit of myself mm -hmm. because like, I know it, it calls for that because the space that we're in. Yes. You know, so like, I think I've never dealt with that issue, but at the same time too, when you want to bring it back, maybe, maybe, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I'm doing an interview with someone and they're like, you know, the whole story is why they're like, she's an acceptable black girl. Cause sometimes I do feel that way. Like she's mm. an acceptable black girl, you know, like when she's here, she's not going to start any problems, you know? And it's like, what's, what, what do you mean? I'm not going to start any problems. I feel like, we all have our triggers. We all know what's like going to like, you know, make us act a certain type of way. But then you also know people that really and truly just want to be the way that they are. And like, you're not going to be in my space, my business, my space, my life. It just doesn't call for it. It's not going to work. Mm. Okay. So let's get some fun aspects. Who and what when it comes to style and styling have what was your very first not very first but your most fun most energetic style that you've done in your career i feel like that's a like um this actually was one of my first styling gigs is when you bring it up but it was like one of my first styling gigs and i was so green and like i love working with people who's green <laughs> 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 like when you're green like you're like a little bit more easier to mold you're a little bit more open-minded and, like, you're just ready. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And when I, I, my first thing I did was Keisha Cole. Like, wow. That was my first job I ever did. Damn. I, I got a side note to that. I remember this day, like, so vividly. Like, I was still in college. I mean, like, I had met Jason Lee from Hollywood Unlocked. And, like, he. Oh, that dude. Yeah. Oh. I met him because wow. I was going to um, Urban Outfitters on Melrose. And he. Um, one of his people came across the street because they wanted to do Black Man's Magazine, but I don't do that. <laughs> 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 they wanted me to do Black Man's Magazine. Like, that was, like, my moment. I was like, I don't want to, I'm not into that type of scene, but, like, I really want to do, like, celebrity styling. I knew nothing about styling at all. I just didn't really? want to do it. And um, he was like, oh, come across the street, like, come meet people, whatever, whatever. So, like, even here, it's the same thing, bring back to that moment. When I go out to party, I'm not going out to party to really party. I'm going out to party network. to see who I can meet, you know? Yeah, so <laughs> when I went out to party, you know, I'm, like, kicking with him and kicking with the other guy. And he's, like, you know, I like I didn't think he really took me serious at the time, you know what mm -hmm. I mean, at all. Um, but the next day he called me, he was, like, what are you doing? I was, like, I'm going to class. He was, like, you want to, like, style Kishiko? I was, like, oh, class? Kishiko, class? Like, um, yeah, I'm gonna have to call the class today. Um, so I called on the class, and literally when I pulled up, like I'm like not a shy person at all at this point in my life, but I'm gonna tell you, like I was very like intimidated by like the whole 
situation, period. Wow. I was very, very, wow. very intimidated by the whole situation, like a little mouse, like in the corner, like, call me when you need me, you know? Um, but yeah, that was very, very interesting. Like, it was like to the point, like, I, you know, there was things missing. They were like, can you go to like the Grove? The Grove's like 25 minutes, 30 minutes away. But, you know, I was hungry. Yeah. I was really, really hungry. So like and like I remember it was like he use your money we'll pay back and like you know usually I'm like mm, not with my money but <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was like need sixty five dollars or like you know a lifetime opportunity we're gonna go to lifetime opportunity mm. so like I went and I got like all this stuff and like it was a long long set like it was like to like maybe two o'clock in the morning Damn. oh wow yeah like and usually wow. that's when you do music videos they're like long they're super super long oh wow um so i did that and that like opened up a lot of doors like you know um i still call my mentor joe like joe like has worked with everybody like everybody you can think of like from summer walker to um roddy rich like wow. that was a person that like opened up the door for me because he was jason's friend mm -hmm. so like he's the one that kind of like bought me on and, like, there's a weird space between, like, you know, when you're, like, an intern because, like, you know, like, you're already lit. So it's, like, you kind of look at your interns, like, oh, you just do this, you know what I mean? So him, like, working with me and just giving me the opportunity was, like, really great. It was really, really great. And, like, like I said, I went back to New York. I, like, wasn't really feeling it because I wasn't getting paid, you know. And I was getting good money, in, you know, in New York, you know, doing more clientele. Yeah. But then when I moved back, I worked with another guy. And um, that also opened up a lot, a lot of doors, like, working with, like, Rosa Acosta, doing more, like, personal things. Mm. Like, I also interned, like, at a PR firm, because I really, really, to God, though, I want to own my own, like, boutique. Like, that was, like, what I'm going to college for. I'm going to own my own boutique, mm. da, da 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 you know. And I was like, if I'm going to do my own boutique, I just feel like, you know, especially, like, being a boss, like, you need to, like, be able to do everything yeah like it's not just like oh this is my store this is my money and i want to make the profit like you need to be able to like step in when someone can't you yeah. know so i was like i'm gonna do pr i'm gonna do styling i'm gonna do image consulting all the, the, the gist yeah so even though like, i got my clientele you know thing on swag you know what i mean because i felt like i really needed to be able to do that because like building relationships is so important like just in any industry you know mm -hmm. you have to learn how to like bridge that gap you know, also understand when to walk away because something that's just not working, mm. you know. So I got that from that experience and I bought it in from like, remember being really shy, the girl in the corner, like the mm. mouse, you know, to like more so knowing how to engage with people from being in New York to coming back to LA and like I kind of hit the ground running. Mm -hmm. Super dope. So I got a little side comment on Keisha Cole. What, what's up? Um, so my. I changed mom. You changed your mind? <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> but my mom, my mom and her aunt are like best friends. Oh, cool! And so Keisha Cole is my sister's godmom, and so uh, probably like two thousand after she dropped her second album, um, two thousand like what four something like that. She called my sister, and like they were having this long conversation on the phone because i was like wait what the hell and my mom was like oh it's just keisha cole and i was like wait what the hell like she's talking to keisha cole on the phone so like <laughs> it was a very like weird relationship like my mom knows a lot of random people and she's from the bay huh your mom's from the bay no she's from sacramento though oh yeah yeah so i'm happy you didn't say it was the bay because i like got school the other day like i was like oh sacramento's bay like mm -hmm. no sis it's not the bay no, no. they want to be the bay though 
Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I have family from the Bay, though. Most of my family is from California. My dad was dad is from Texas, moved to California, went to high school in California. My grandma just passed away. She lived on the hill in California, in in, the, in Oakland, or in San Francisco. So, like, yeah, yeah. So, like, I know about the Bay a little bit. Like the Richmond, the little fried, you know, what's, oh, my God, what's that place where they make the fried fish on hand, where you pick your fish? It's a Vallejo. Yes. Well, you like pick your fish and you're like. I, I do. I've never been to Vallejo. I've never, I've been, never to been to Vallejo. Oh, let me tell you. I have a cousin from Vallejo, though. He talks about Vallejo all the time. I love it. Like, you just go to a fish spot and fix, fix your, you know, I want that. Like from uh, Thin Line Between Love and Hate? Wait, you m- wait. Okay, okay, okay. I know that movie, but what do you mean in that context? <laughs> like, you go to the fish store, and she'd be like, well, I got you to, she, you know, how you oh, brought Maybe I missed that part, but yeah. Wow. Whatever she did is what I did, because I'm going to have the tartar sauce and the hot yeah. sauce, so you, know, you get to squeeze, squeeze on your own. I'm going to I'm gonna have to uh, hit my cousin about that. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, I'm going to so, have to get the name so of that. Yeah. You know, black people, when they like, don't really care, they just be throwing a whole bunch of seasoning on their side. <laughs> It's amazing. That's funny. Yep. So I just want to make sure before we like close this revolving door, when it comes to how you see yourself or where you want to see yourself with with that career, where you wanting, where do you want to take that, or where you want to be in the next three to five? I think right now, like my most important thing, which like I think I've kind of highlighted on it before, like I lived here and I really did not want to move back here. Um, (laughs) you know I think it's so important like I like I reached out to this guy like right before I moved here like I reached out to a lot of people before I moved to like a couple of like mutual friends like I was like okay if I'm gonna move back here let me let like use my networking abilities to like kind of like scope Instagram Facebook connect so when I'm here Mm -hmm. it's like I already know like how to move like I'm not gonna get sidetracked because I've been here before I know it's Mm -hmm. so easy in Portland to get very comfortable Oh, yeah. You know, and kind of lose sight of where you're going. Oh. <laughs> you know? Oh, um, absolutely. So, with that being said, like, I think my major issue when I lived here before, like, there wasn't a lot of girls like me. That was, like, black women, you know? Oh. There wasn't a lot of them like me. Interesting. Um, and when I moved back here, I definitely wanted to depict, like, you know, you could be a black woman and be, like, strong, a mom. I mean, be successful and still be classy because I don't, I don't want to say it isn't here, but there isn't a lot of women out here that is like giving off that like vibe you know no offense i'm just saying keeping it real but also too (laughs) also too we can't do what we don't know you know so Mm. you know i i want to serve as an example of that continue that i think you should dive a little bit deeper into that thought because i think it's it's an important thought that i think even on the male side of the spectrum like is very important to recognize like men who don't see something positive or this fashionable like people talk about how people go out in portland all the time like you going out in portland in, in nike jumpsuits and jordans and thinking you you somebody when you when you go to la or you go to uh texas new york you're not getting in you're not getting into none of no. these clubs. You're not getting into I, none of these top-notch clubs. I actually had a moment. Like, I had a moment the other day, and, like, I have not, like, for me, like, when I lived in L.A., like, I was, like, kind of, like, in the socialite scene. Mm-hmm. Jenny, yeah. Like, OG was out, boom, boom, boom. And I don't think I really, like, I don't want to say appreciate because I don't think it's a gift to mm. me, but I didn't realize how much I had an advantage, you know what I mean, living in L.A. and looking a certain way. 
I mean, it's all about looks, 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 looks. And I kind of bought that mindset when I first moved here, out here. And I think now, like, living in Portland has definitely made me a lot more humble to the extent of, like, when I go to L.A., I'm not really looking at looks like that. I'm looking at, like, oh, like, do I actually like you? You know, like, do yeah. I like being around you? But at the same time, too, like, I definitely feel like living here is a different criteria of what they expect. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. It's definitely okay, do you know what I mean? But at the same time, too, you're not giving anybody anything to work towards. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. Sorry. Keep going. No, 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 no. It's the truth, you know? It's, like, I'm saying it from a space, like, I really don't care either way. But, like, you know, if, like, I had a business, for example, like, I had a club. Okay. You know? Um, definitely, like... I feel like I would want to know what my niche is. You know what I mean? It's, I'm going to do something better than what everybody else is doing. Mm. You know, and because I'm going to bring certain people into that space, you know, which is also going to bring other people into that space. Like, it's going to be the place for that. That's why it's a niche. But when you're just letting everyone come into this space, I mean, like, I think it kind of takes away from, like, us, like, in our 30s trying to go out and, like, oh, this is, like, a week we have off or, like, this day we have off or, like, you know, we want to connect to, like, it becomes a whole party situation. You know, there's not people there, like, you know, where we can actually network or, like, talk mm. about money or, like, even find relationships that really, like, make sense. <laughs> because you got a whole bunch of, like, flyaways. Mm-hmm. It's roaming. Mm. Mm. I, I have to agree with that situation. I definitely think we need more lounges here where, like, like there's, like, a miniature dance floor, but, like, there's more, like, places where you can sit and talk to people. I think there need more expectations. Like, it should not hey, just okay. be... Okay. It should not just be Sandy and Joe in there. You should know. You should know. It's For instance, it's like me going to dive bar. I know I don't belong there. I can come and sit there, but I know I don't belong there. Like, it should be that type of situation where you know you can go to this place for this. So we okay? need a Soho house. Something. Okay. Something, because I, I know all my friends that I associate with are all doing stuff, do you know what I mean? But there's, like I said, there's these flyaways, you know? And, like, I think they want to build this perception, like, you know, by building these long lines. I mean, that is popping, but is it really? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Man, you really coming for the sea right now. I'm not coming I, for the city. I, I feel like, no, 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 no. We're going to gear back a little bit. I'm not coming for the city because I actually think really, really, and truly, I mean, there's so much room for development. I mean, because there's not a lot of I agree with that. You know what fashion, I mean, like, granted, like, this is not where I get my jobs at, I mean, but it is a space because there isn't that many competition. You can really build something for fashion here. It's just you really have to know what you want to do and really be determined to do it. You know, but that's why I said, going back again, that niche. Yeah. I don't think people are really understanding that aspect of it. So I'm not coming for the city because it's beautiful, child. When it's like sunny, ooh, nice, you know. You but see them cherry blossoms? I, I did see the cherry blossoms. I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, it's about to be a little wet, you know. Ooh. You haven't seen the wild about to be outside. Ooh, who you going with? I'm not going with nobody because ooh. you know what? Got to keep it a little bit exclusive. Uh, oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah, oh dang! I'm, it's important I'm, to keep your energy exclusive. Ooh, I feel that. Um, and I, my my question to you is, it, I love I love how you talking about the city because, like you said, like somebody who cares about things is always gonna have some way of talking about improvement, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we we forget that, and I think it's a huge piece. My biggest thing with the city is that 
there's not a lot of people like us who would support somebody in that position to put something together like that. And I feel like when we have a lot of people that look like us and are doing something successful and want to do something for the city that's like in a niche, it doesn't last because either people don't know that person in the city or they don't um, want to support it. And so it, it's, it's a, it's a tough like cookie to swallow. Like I, I feel like what you're saying is very important. It's very like, and I'm not trying to be like a, a Nancy, no, whatever, no. but, but like, nah, I agree with everything you're saying. Like, there's not a place where you can just go sit down and chill out and network and meet people that look like us and, and have a good time and have the good nineties jams bumping. And like, there's, there's not, like, there's not a place like that, you know? There really isn't. Like, I was like having a conversation with somebody the other day and I was like, okay, like, I do look at statistics, you know? Mm. I'm not gonna, like, I'm not sure of the exact number, but it's definitely probably about like 11% black here. It's think? less than that. I was like, I'm gonna say nine, but I think it's always about 11 It's It's actually only 7%. Seven, okay. That's worse than what I just said. Yeah. So, yeah. I think with that being said, the person was telling me, like, oh, like, when black people do have events, they do stuff, like, immediately they're going to think something terrible is going to happen, like, gun violence or something. So it was like, <laughs> so, like, shoot, so it was like, I, I get it, I'm the minority, but you got to think that, you got to think the worst when us as people come together, mm-hmm. you know? And that's kind of disheartening to me because, like, I don't, especially being black, like, not all black girls are the same. Do you know what I mean? Like, even mm-hmm. when we went back to dating, do you know what I mean? How, like, some black men out, like, a lot of black men out here will date white women. Do you know what I mean? And maybe mm-hmm. in their mm-hmm. mind, <laughs> you know what I mean? They think because what they've been around, all black women are the same. Do you know what I mean? And I'll even take it back to being a black woman. We think black men are, how you have a whole different perspective from me. Or it's like, the black man is like, look at him. He's not trying to work. He wants to smoke the weed all day. And that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. Do you know what I mean? That is not true. There's all different, like, there's all different types of white people. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, I'm not yeah, even going to come no, across absolutely. myself. Do you know what I mean? Like, ooh. I, <laughs> <laughs> I've never been, like, like, it's a very sensitive word, so I'm, like, hoping I'm not offending anybody. But, like, I, when someone said white trash me, I've never been around that. Do you know what I mean? I've never, ever, ever in my life. The same way I've never, been, I've only been around one type of, like, Mexican person. Do you know what I mean? So I think, like, when you start, like, going out there more and experiencing more people, it does, like, change your perspective. Yes. Mm-hmm. But if you were born here your whole life and it was like, you said like there's 7% and there's like, what, like 80 or 70% white and you've only been around this type of black people, it's like you're already premeditating what type of situation you're going to get. Absolutely. I agree. And that sucks. Yeah. Hmm. And I think that's a huge piece from from Port- people in Portland. They don't travel a lot. People don't get out. They don't see different places. They don't. And they don't get to see that good old Brooklyn culture that there's there people in Texas that have that good old Southern black culture that brings something different. Like, like, don't get me wrong. There's, there's definitely unique, like Oregon black history that comes with a lot of the the culture here, but in a state like that we are in and we're only 7%, like the culture should be a lot stronger than what it is. And there's really not a big, no. set a standard or culture that we represent I like I would like I feel like for me personally like being around you and other people like I do like I said like I have people in my circle that I like they're really good at what they do mm-hmm. so I mean and the people that like they click with really support them but it's like how can we make this a bigger 
platform. Do you know what I mean? So like not just like us as friends, like people outside that would yeah. want to enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know? How like you can do that. How? And I think that's the question. I th- I think it just takes and and like you know, what we are trying to build is like, it just takes you beyond things yourself. Cause I feel like, um, and this is just my opinion. When people get that very first taste of like success, mm-hmm. I feel like it's almost like a poison where it's kind of like, Oh, and the only best way I can equate it is like, you know, when we started in 2020, I think we started the podcast, I mean like two years ago and like, the views will be all over the place. It'd be either like two or three or like 10, 15, or like if we had a guest on, you know, it'd be 20 because of their friends. And I would say the start of this year, um, our views have, you know, stayed consistently like high, like every episode we've either gotten a bump and like, I had to really check myself to be like, cause I just saw myself being like, Oh yeah, people, people paying attention, blah, 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 people doing this, rah, rah, rah. And all this other stuff. I told y'all y'all should have been, you know, and like I had to check myself um, to be like, nah. The reason why people are finally paying attention is due to consistency and because of who and we are. And I feel like when people climb that success ladder, they taste Change. that forbidden <clears throat> fruit. Yeah, comfortable. That's comfortability, and it's like, oh, it's what people view. We're like, if we were all wearing four L chains, and they're all like had all the real diamonds and things like that, people, that perception of like, oh, this podcast is hot. Like this podcast, like they got money. No. I metaphorically have that on because I'm the juice, whether y'all are saying it or not. And I feel like no matter where we're at on that ladder, I know the next episode we ever put out is the dopest episode we've ever done. Mm. Like that's my mindset mm-hmm. because I don't want to ever get, not complacent, drunk with what the American dream is supposed to be. That's what I, that's what I want to forever stay humble for every expectation because I, I got to remember. And I think that goes into the quality of work that you forever do. That's why people say mama mentality. Kobe's had already had all the accolades. Like he knew he was this before he did all the stuff he said he was going to do. Mm. Keeping that mentality. This is, this is the foundation. So I think that's what it is. People maintaining, staying true to themselves. And I, I think that that taps back into a question that I have for you and, and your process and your body of work that you've accomplished and pushed out. How do you carry yourself in a way or continue to carry yourself in this, this aspect of like humility of like knowing what you've done and represented and put out there as a product and allowing people to like, Tap into that. I mean, like, in particular? Um, yeah. I think the biggest thing is knowing that, like, everything is constantly changing. Mm. And you have to constantly change with the change. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. And that, like, is the biggest thing. Like, I don't think anybody should ever want to stay the same, you know? But it's, like, mm. taking what you know you're good at and making it better. Mm. Are you talking about being complacent? Like, yeah, this might work for you now, but, like, the world is changing. You got to mm. change with it. So being current and also be willing to learn more about your craft. Yeah. So I think that's what kind of kept me, in a sense, like relevant. And that's the biggest thing I've learned with any industry, even more so being in L.A. Like, it's really about being remembered, being relevant. 
You know, you can't just start something and put it out there and not be on top of it. You know what I mean? Constantly pushing it. Just because someone liked it now, they might forget about it. Mm. You know, so you have to constantly keep yourself in a space of where people are constantly going to remember you. And that's a job. You know, that's a job. That's a mental job and just like constantly checking yourself and also mm -hmm. being available to people. So that's why I feel it's so important to do like your passion, because if it's not your passion, like you can't get to a space of like, I just want to take a break. But you really can't take a break when, you know, there's so much stuff on the line, mm -hmm. you know, because like that's another thing too, like. In LA, like there's always the new girls coming out, the younger girls, the prettier girls. <laughs> it's the truth. I mean, I'm, I'm keeping them up. <laughs> so keep them. So, I mean, there's always someone that's, you know, like I said, green, more ready to do mm. things for free. So, I mean, so it's like, how can you put yourself in a space where you're going to continuously keep going? Because there's someone that's going to be willing to do what you won't do for free. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. And I think that's a unique, like, uniqueness of LA, too. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's not even really about. The money aspect of living in LA is about the connection aspect. Of it's very big on building relationships. Like, and I think that's why for me, like, I'm generally very calm for the mm. most part, you know, because Portland is small, yes, but I don't really feel like the same like LA. Like, there's a lot more at stake. Like, I may have a problem with you and work with you and have a bad attitude, but you know, maybe two years down the line, I may be working with you again, you know? So it's like, it's always just keeping that space of like respecting myself and knowing what I'm doing. Yeah. But also like keeping that relationship where I don't feel like affected by it, you know? Mm. Mm. And it's, oh, it's, it's a hard thing to do. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. There's some people I'm like, I don't like working with or, you know, ooh, like, you know, I don't want to do this or do that. But it's like really also at the, the same time too, like you get to a certain space where you can make those choices and value yourself and say, I don't want to do this. But when yeah. you're not at that space, it's like really like a mental challenge. Like, okay, like I got to look at the bigger picture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got to look at the bigger picture right now and kind of roll back and like figure out what I'm trying to get from this experience. That's big. That's real big. That's real big. Wow. I think this is a great time for us to do uh, about face. Oh my god, like face? Because uh, I got some things oh, wait, because oh, you, you know what you they here, say. You over here, Vogue? Oh, I didn't know. This is like, you know, like a pattern on the face. Oh, no, no. You, I didn't know what type of face he was doing. Well, I just want to do a slight shift because, okay. you know, there's a lot of things people say about like men with podcasts that they're, that they're trying to like, this is our therapy and we got, you know, at least what I hear about our show, we got to have more women on, all those things like that. Yeah. And we have, you know, a decent following. And I want you to bless us with some things that we always talk about. And now we have someone who's balanced, open-minded when it comes to things. So I'm going to throw a couple questions at you. Oh, my gosh. And I just want your overall pinching, uh, pin, uh, opinion okay. because we got to help some of these fellows out. So I want to oh ask gosh, you. Let me get myself together. I want to ask you, does, does style play into attraction when you look into someone of the opposite sex? I don't, this is, okay, so, like, this is the thing, like, I think it depends on the woman, do you know what I mean? Like, okay. I love to, like, get dressed up, that's me, though. It makes me feel like I can take on my day. But necessarily, I won't, like, look at a guy because he's not, like, super decked out and designer, like, I won't talk to you. That's not going to be, like, a, a kill for me. Okay. But, like, I look at, like, you know, 
certain women. Do you know what I mean? And they're yeah. like, oh, he's not wearing this. He's not wearing that. Like, they, you know, associate that to having money. So, I mean, I'm, I'm that's what I'm asking. That's what I'm it's asking. Social, Does it matter? It's social having money, Jimmy. But it's like I don't put my money into what I wear. I put my money into how I live. So I think it's mm. about the person. Mm. Okay. okay. That's interesting. That's dope. Okay. I got another thing. What? Can guys and ladies be friends? Like real friends, we no, ain't no, talk I'm, about they did so. No, no, I'm gonna really answer this question because I feel like I've been going this transition myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have never, ever had a problem with being just platonic friends with men. Do you know what I mean ever? So I mean, like I've dated certain people that like they feel like men and women can be friends, and it was just the wildest thing to me ever. Like, why don't you think I can have like a guy friend and nothing be going on? You know, but recently. You know, the wars have been kind of tested where I'm like, okay, obviously, like, you know, I'm a man, you're a woman. Like, there might be some level of attraction, you know, especially if you get older, you don't waste your time, you know, you around me, like, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I work all day, I'm choosing my little one Monday to hang out with you, I'm gonna shoot my shot, you know, but it's just, I think. <laughs> I'm just being 100% honest with you. When you're like a busy person in your 30s, you're working all day, you're going to the gym, doing all this stuff, and you choose to hang out with a female, might be your friend, do you know what I mean? But you also might have attraction to them. You might want to like, you know, shoot your shot because like, I'm giving you my like sleep time. <laughs> that's that's an interesting perspective. Like, like, I'm giving you my sleep time, but I think it's also, like, I think if you have the right type of friend and you're not encouraging it, they will understand, do you know what I mean? No, because it's crazy because I, I completely hear you. I've had a friend, a girl, a, a female friend I've known since third grade, and people ask us that all the time. Like, how have you not, like, one of our friends were like, y'all ain't married? Like, why aren't y'all married? And I was like, because that's my friend. Like, I look at her as, like, my sister. Like, and and it's like, for me, men and women can have that relationship if, like you said beforehand, you understand the, the grounds that it stands on. But I think a lot of... Coming from a male's perspective, uh, there's sometimes there is a sense of physical connection between a man and a woman um, where he's like, let me just play the sideline until, you know, oh, girl is like, yeah, oh, oh, girl, shoot her shot or whatever the case may be. And so, like, I, I think that is the question that Robert is asking. Do you feel like sometimes men and women play the sideline for friendships to jump into like whatever that case may be. Maybe they might be trying to like just find yeah. an opening, you know, but at the same time too, like, I don't know, I'm a little on the wild spiritual side. But um I do feel like sometimes like you just buy back to something I was thinking in my head, like sometimes you can have a friend that's a soulmate. There's soulmates in different areas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A soulmate don't have to be like somebody you with. Like, I might be, like, your friend, do you know what I mean? Like, you might like, oh, damn, like, I might want to do something, something. And then, like, you get the... I'm just saying, in general, I might want to do yeah. something, something, but then you get that something, something, and it's not what you thought it was, do you know what I mean? Or what mm. you wanted, do you know what I mean? So it brings you back to that space of, like, I truly and genuinely like your energy and you being around me. Are you listening? I'm whoa! Okay. I feel like what you were sitting clips over here. Did I do something? I, no, you did not. I was just trying to get you to engage for a second. I'm engaged. Um, yeah, engage for a second. So <laughs> my my mindset is like, 
<laughs> bro, she really came for me in all the examples. I don't know if these are subliminals. No, I just want you to engage me for a second. I mean, you're the one who directly asked him the question. I mean, and very he, true. And the, he elaborated on it, so I was bringing it back to you, so I made sure we had a better understanding. I'm so glad that he understood me. Wow, I am so glad that you know we have you here to you know make sure that. Questions are being answered. So I guess for me, the reason why I asked Keeping that Robert question, in check. That's all she's doing. She's definitely doing that. Yeah. The reason why I asked you that is because I just run across a lot of people who say that women and men can't be friends. And that is something that I have the container to hear. But I also have my own personal. So I try my best not to blend my personal with, like, you know, actually, mm-hmm. like, this is what society thinks or what this has been done. And, like, we've talked about this a lot on the show. And I think for me personally, um, through personal experiences, I've learned that a lot of men and women can't be friends. Mm-hmm. This is just from personal experience. But, like, I've always never held that. Because, like, if that person's your friend, it's your friend. But it's kind of like, how does one balance and talk? Like, I'm just talking about from my personal experience. But, like, there are a lot of situations where... A dude's like, oh, that's just my girl, or that's my, or that's my cousin, or that's my bestie, and they're really like, no key, exactly. So my thing is the reason I'm asking is that because we always come from like a male perspective, and I just wanted to come from a woman's perspective of like, let's just say you were in a relationship, right? Yeah. Uh, with a guy, and he's like, oh yeah, this is uh my bestie. And like she's like, and she's like, oh yeah, blah blah blah. She does a non-threatening, like I ain't a threat girl, but like. You just notice, like, how do, does does that that does that make um, you feel challenged? Does that bother it, you? It really doesn't make me feel challenged at all because I think, like, you know, I've had conversations with other men before about this, and I think they have this thing in their mind, and you tell me right or wrong, where they like females catch feelings way too quick. We just can't be friends. Da, 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 da. Like, and like from my perspective, sometimes I'm like, okay, like you might be someone like I might want to like engaged with in that type of way but then it's like if i really care about you maybe it's the same sense i do think like a guy you know what i mean it's like i wouldn't do that because i don't want to hurt you because i wouldn't care after the fact you know what i mean i would be completely normal like like nothing ever happened i would be okay with you saying i'm your friend because i know what i want out of that situation so uh, okay 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 so you know this mean? is why i'm here so this is why i'm here so i'm hearing you saying that what? Some women be like, I know homeboy liking on me. I'm kind of liking him, but I'm showing some self-restraint, right? And you're not making, and you're defining those boundaries within that relationship, right? No, not really. Like I said before, like there's some people like I definitely can tell like they probably care about me a little bit more than what like I would probably want them to care about mm, me okay. uh-huh. you know what i mean and depending on how i feel about that person our relationship i would know not to do and go the second mile because i actually care about them you know versus mm. some people i'm like okay like it is what it is i mean like you know because i know myself what i'm getting out of it and i can okay. kind of get the vibe from what that other person's like because you know when somebody's like really into you and when someone is not oh. so you know? so you know like you, you can't fake the funk you know when someone is like investing in you and someone's not i mean i think that's like when you have to make that choice like what am i trying to get out of it i mean like it's like a programming thing 
to some degree. It's like, okay, if I do this with this person, or I, you know, decide to like kind of reach out of our friendship, like, will I be comfortable being around this person tomorrow if we just hung out and got coffee? Mm. That's interesting. And that's, that's kind of like how I make my decisions based on the whole friendship. So in the aspect of like friendship, there's like two ways you define your friendships. It's but like, then, yeah, and it's like, we're we're strictly platonic. Like, you're my homie. I know there's nothing there. I, yeah, he might catch feelings. If he starts to catch feelings, I'm gonna slow down. Mm-hmm. And and then you have the other ones that like, okay, we might catch feelings if something happened, but we could still be cool afterwards. Yeah, there's some people like that where you know, Jen, like there's an attraction, but like it's not going nowhere. Yeah, you know, it's it's not oh. going, it's not going anywhere. Like you just know sometimes yeah. like, there's that attraction, but it's just not going anywhere. You know, so like it's, it's like, not it's not going to cross not over. Like yeah. outside of just the attraction, like what do we have in common? Like would I really want to? No. Mm. And so, how do you continue those friendships, or do you, how I do you? <laughs> that's a good question. Do you, do you like? Do you continue yeah. those friendships? You cut those friends off, or you just make I, it like once in a blue moon, or like? No, it's just I don't know. Like it's it's really how how you feel. Like obviously, like you know, I think there's a respect level. Like if you're in a relationship and you know, like. No, you cannot bring the homie around with your you do. No, no, no. We, we're going to have to, like, you know, we're going to have to ghost you for a little bit just because. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna have to do that for a little bit. I'm like, I'm not going to completely ghost you, but, like, letting a person know, like, this is the situation I'm in, and because this is what we have already developed, you can't just be around me like that because mm-hmm. I've set a pattern, you know, mm-hmm. versus, like, someone like you are really my friend. You can be around me while I'm in my new situation, you know what I mean? Because I've already yeah. set... A pattern. I've already you. set the. I've already set the line. I've already yeah, drawn, like, the, no, drawn the no, line. No, no, no. Like there's, it's a like a boundaries respect thing, you know. And I like I hate to say that, but like sometimes <laughs> 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 I hate to see that because like some people, how you actually are they okay like playing on the sideline? Some people play sideline. Yeah, like you know, about to break up soon. So when you need me, get at me. Um, also, you so you know, like some people do that, like you know. So I'm, it's so it's I'm true. gonna leave sis alone. I'm gonna leave sis alone, or I'm gonna leave him alone because I know, like, when you're done with that, yo. So the bigger question is: Do I've heard that a lot? Some ladies, I want to make, don't say it all, make monolithic. Some ladies have backup plans. Is that true? Oh my god! So like, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> we opened all the doors today. So I've been told to always keep you a spare. Mm, wow. Okay? Keep you a wow. spare. You wow. know, and like it's that's a complicated thing for me because like I don't really necessarily believe in spares. Mm-hmm. That I mean, I don't mm-hmm. necessarily believe in having a spare, but it makes sense to have a spare because it's like people don't want to deal with their feelings. You know what I mean? When they break up with someone, so when you have someone just to jump back into a situation, it feels good. You know what I mean? But at the same time, that spare just kind of like gives me a little bit of like dishonesty too. At the same time, as well, like when you're with somebody, you know, low key, you're because you, you gotta give someone a little bit of attention. Do you know what I mean? Oh, we we are the Play No Games podcast. You, know, last you gotta show. give someone a little bit of attention. You can't just completely just jump back on ship like, ah, oh, what's, what's going on? No. No no, 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 no. I'm saying the spare. No, no, go ahead. The spare. You might be with your person, but you gotta like low key check in, like building those relationships again. <laughs> How you doing? Which uh, you, know, like, you know, like you gotta like. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I have a I'll question. Just be, so okay. No, finish. No, finish. no, no, I got, no. I got, no. I got keep back. Like if someone like just hit you up months later, like he was low key digging them. Do you know what I mean? And like they just go ghost, and they pop up again. Like you're like, what's going on in your life? Why are you hitting me up? 
versus somebody that was like still engaging with you. Do I mean? And then like when they break up with their person, it's like a little bit easier to be like, okay, yeah, like sweet flush because you've been doing that. I don't know. I don't like to be used. So, I don't like to be manipulated. So I can tell with somebody your situation over. That's why you're coming back. But to, 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 go, as think, as a ahead. man, like as a man, and coming just from me as a person, like I'd rather have that than than somebody that's always reaching out because then to me it says that our relationship was never based on honesty because you have a spare. And that's what I said. And it's very dishonest. I mean, like yeah, so it's two sides. To it. So then it's like. So then it's like, what was the relationship for in the first place? But there was no relationship. That's the thing. So you talking, but you there said. There was no relationship. That's just a call a spear. It was no relationship. You are a backup plan. Do you know what I mean? You are something to, to help me out. This is about me. This is not about you. This is okay. about me. So I have a question for you. I have a question for you. So you're, I'm going to frame the situation. You're in a whole relationship. Okay. With a man, right? Hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically speaking. Okay. I'm just saying because when uh, you asked allegedly. me, I gave you my answer hypothetically. That's not me, but I can see like the two different okay. sides. Okay. I appreciate you breaking that down. This is why we're talking about this. Hypothetically. Or actually, we'll do it better. We'll do one of your girlfriends and a man, right? Okay. And she comes to you and she's like, hey, my man is talking to this chick. Okay. And she's like... He tells me that they're just friends, but they go out for like lunch. Uh, they go out to clubbing together, but they're just friends, right? Okay. Would you? What would you tell your girlfriend? Should she be worried or not worried? I was say you worry about the wrong things. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> no, because I like, honestly, I I don't like to skip to think the worst. You know what I mean, I just I'm just not that type of person. Like oh, the I, whole the whole like looking through the phone and all that type of stuff. I just I'm not I gotta, I gotta, I'm not in agreement with it because I feel like everything in the dark comes light. Especially if this is a friend like a girlfriend that has like been around you, y'all kicking hang together, whatever, and like you want to hang out with your friend. Like I'm not gonna make a big issue out of it. But there's another instance where like you have this girlfriend. I've never met her. Why? Why you want to hang out with this girl without me? Okay, with your okay, with your what you just said, like what? six, five, six minutes ago, in your scenario of breaking down the mentality of some women, keeping a spare person, right? Whether you keeping them as a friend. Oh, so do you want to go really deep into this right now? Yeah, I, I, I am. Go really deep into yeah, this. Okay. Keeping that go, person I'm is the, I'm my own personal experience. So I'm gonna use my own personal okay. experience. This is beautiful. Let's get it. You know. Like, play no games. This is play no games. Let's like, go. Like I had like a like an ex back in the days, right? And like we broke up. And we're still like really like you know, we communicate, we talk, like I support him, he has his own podcast every day. And like after me, like he got this girl that I knew was his friend. So I mean and but they didn't like, you know, do anything to my knowledge until after we broke up. You know, obviously not together anymore. And I asked him like what like will make you like wanna get he's like, honestly she was just there. And it was just an easy thing to do after, like, we broke up. So that... <laughs> this submits why... Okay, this... It was an easy thing to do when we broke up, but it was, like, more so the comfort. That made me think, like, okay, potentially there was something, obviously, that she liked about her. There had to be something. Like, you don't just hang out with people, like, your friends or relationships unless you like something about them. So there was obviously something that was there even before. So wouldn't you think he wasn't fully invested in your relationship because... He had a backup plan. That that chick was a backup plan if y'all didn't work. I don't think respectfully. So. I don't really think so. I don't think so. 
I feel like everybody has a different a different purpose. Like, I mean, like I'm sorry, I, I really no do fair enough. No, that everybody has different purpose. Like I said before, like the man, like basically told me, like she was just there. Do you know what I mean? Like to some degree, they probably had like some like level of connection, but is that someone he ultimately wants to be in a relationship and like live his life with? No, because they're not together now. I mean, so, you know, it's like I have a friend to go to the movies with. I have a friend that will kick in my house. I mean, so when you talk about a spare, like, that's why I said there's a level of dishonesty to some degree because it's like, you know, you like that person to some aspect while you're entertaining them. Do you know what I mean? And then you're engaging with them after the fact, you know, and it depends on how you're engaging with them because are you engaging with them while we're together in a, a sense like how you saw before, I'd rather you not speak to me at all and hit me up after the fact. Because you might have to engage this person to some degree to make them still be interested into you. Mm. That's why I necessarily don't believe in the whole spare. Because like if you was there before, you're going to be there now. Like You're just waiting. I don't have to like keep you as a backup plan. Why would I want to keep you as a backup plan? Like, Why? So my, my next question to you is like, say... Uh, Say you have a friend that you've met before you get into your relationship. Okay. And and now this friend is like partially there but not there, right? And yeah. they meet your partner. They meet they meet them and all that. And then you and your partner's relationship ends and that friend now is back in the picture. And you guys are movies and this and that. Is that, that also considered your spare piece? Like... Or is that more like that intimate friend aspect? No, I have intimate friends. Like, okay. I have intimate okay. friends. Like, there's certain things like, you know, like, it gives off boyfriend-girlfriend vibe, but it's not boyfriend-girlfriend vibe. It's just, like, almost like, I hate to say this, but it's like you're giving me everything that a boyfriend would give me without actually being my boyfriend, without being intimate. And sometimes that's nice, too, you know? Sometimes that is really nice, you know, to just have, like, that male companionship, I mean, without all the extraness mixed into it i know and i respect that because i I feel like a lot of men like i'll just i'll just speak on my own perspective like i feel like i have a lot of female friends because like in that process of dating like i ask those questions like am i saying the right thing and so i ask my female friends like is this the right thing to say am i thinking this correctly Mm -hmm. because if i'm going to men and having this conversation they can't they're not going to see it the way they're going to see it the way I see it. So, of course, it, it might come off differently than if I'm talking to females who have the same a similar mentality as my, my partner. So now it's like I'm getting confirmation that I'm doing correct for right. my woman. So, like, I have I have like that same. It's kind of like practice. It's like I hate to say that, but it's like, no, it's, it's kind of like practice. This cheat code. It's kind of like practice. You know, I'm doing everything that I would like. I said, like, I'm getting that like male companionship without the extraness. So it's like, I'm practicing. Like I'm like having those like genuine like situations with men. So when I do get around a man that I actually really like, I know when it really really feels good. Mm. So I think my last question that I want to ask you is: Do you feel like that is? A part of, and let's just say that, let's say that guy, right? What if it says his intentions, he wants something more? How do you, how would you handle that? Tell me, so you wouldn't want to keep going for more. So I, <laughs> I, that's my honest answer. Like, I don't know. Like, I think my, I don't know. I'm, I'm the type of person, like, as you can tell, like, it's like you get what you see. You know, I like to have a good time, good energy, all this type of stuff. But like, when I don't like something, it's not going to feel good for you either trying. 
You know, it's, it's not. It's not. Unless you're the type of person that want to keep trying. And if when you keep trying, I'm going to start slowly start backing away. You know? Okay. Because now I don't like being around you. Because I'm blatantly showing you that this is not something that I'm interested in without blatantly being me. I might just, you know, just outright say, like, uh, this, this ain't it. You know? Um, I feel like he said that before. Yeah. This, this is not it. You know? And it might seem, like, blunt or, like, no, no. you know, mean. But it's like... I'd rather say that to you than to... Honestly, it's more about me. I don't want to feel uncomfortable. Mm. I don't want to feel uncomfortable. I don't want to be like, damn, like, I really like hanging out with him, but every time, like, I hang out with him, it's like, he's doing something to make me feel like it's a little bit more than what it needs to be. Mm-hmm. So, that. so that even, like, put myself in that situation, like I said, like, I might just start backing away or just, like, blatantly just say it because it's like, if I say if I outright say it out my mouth, I probably do genuinely like you as a person I don't want to keep doing this because I don't want to stop having to hang out with you. Mm. Okay. I appreciate you saying that because I'm just trying to bring it in and come from per, of a perspective of like how guys review where I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm just wine and dine you and I'm doing all the things of like what I think this is supposed to be. You gotta eat too. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not gonna ask you that other question. Like, that's funny as hell. Like, I, that is funny as hell. I've I've never heard it like that either. Yeah. Usually people are like, whatever. Like, yeah. You want to feed me? And no, you got to eat too. And it's like it just it cracks a whole different whip. It's funny. Like I was, you, I, the reason why I'm bringing this all into all in together is because we talked to at least just now on the show, just like in general as guys being like. Mm, be particular who you take out on like certain dates and things like that. Where it's kind of like because mm-hmm. someone could be one for a meal, and yet you might. First off, a meal out here is going to Sherry's child. They're not taking you nowhere. That's worth your time. <laughs> so that's well, why I can't even pay nobody attention really out here because. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I'm just saying, like shots fired, shots fired, yeah, all the ones that's been on it. You know? Please. Bop, bop. It's the experience. That's what I'm saying. There's not really a level of experience. There. Like, I had to, like, okay, this guy, like, I know, like, from, like, LA, he just recently moved back here. Like, he's, like, has his shit together, whatever. Um, and I know, like, some, like, my early 20s, like, he always was, like, dating, like, these really, really younger girls. You know what I mean? All the time. Like, you know, nice cars, sitting out to eat, and recently moved back. And I was like, what is your opinion on dating, like, in LA and, like, dating in Portland? He was like, honestly, girls in LA have too much high expectations. You got to wine and dine them, take them to, like, the nicest steakhouse, you know, have yours together, your money, boom, 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 boom. And he's like, I could just take a girl anywhere out here, and she'll just be happy just to be in my presence. Like, yeah, you know, and that's bad, too, because now it's like, when you do stuff, like, you're training every single guy to feel like that's what you're going to expect. Because, like, when I go, I'm like, where do you want to go? No, I'm not trying to come outside today. Because it's like, yeah, because it's... <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I'm not trying to do that. I'm not going to say, like... You know, the fourth or fifth time, we can't just go to, like, you know, a whatever spot. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, it is what it is. But it's, like, I feel like you got to set the groundwork. Do you know what I mean? Of, like, putting in that time and energy to really woo me. Because if you're going to just take me to the taco truck, I could take myself to the taco truck. So, you know what? We're going. <laughs> All right. I have one. And then, if you, so how much do you think a first date should cost? Go ahead. You can answer that one. How much do you think someone should... Spend I don't on think the first it's about day. the cost necessarily. I would. I don't want to put a price tag okay. on the like, thought. N- no, it's not the thought. The thought. Um, no. 
the taco truck. Well, no, actually, be- let me take that back. It is about the thought. Like, okay. You know, like, there's places I've been to, like, what's it called? Like, Hello, whatever, that place. Um, Hey Love? Yeah, that Okay, place. okay. Like, it has a beautiful aesthetic. It's nice when you go in there, great vibe. You're not going to spend $100 on a meal for two people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, like, really picking somewhere where you think, like, it's going to be, like, impressive. Mm-hmm. It's about, like, impressive. Like, why should I, like, spend my time with you? Do you know what I mean? It doesn't be the price tag. Like, some people are like, yeah, it's about the price. Let me see what else you can All pay right. for. Do you know what I mean? But, like, for me, it's like, okay, like, this is a... Direct, what's this, how should I say, um, reflection of you and what you like to do outside of hanging out with me. Because I don't just go places, just go places. But I take people, it's like, oh, it makes me feel good because you might like it because I like this place. You know I mean, mm. so like, you want to take me, like, the talk show, like, oh, you do this every single day. You didn't even think in your mind, like, maybe we should switch it up because I'm trying. <laughs> You in this taco truck? She taking it out on these taco trucks. I know, I'm just saying, I love you a good taco truck, like you know, a little salsa and everything, you know, supreme. But that's that's like my like whatever day. You're not my dude for us to be doing a whatever day yet. Mm-hmm. I I hear that. You're not, no 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 no. It's different when like that's your do like it's just like oh let's just grab something real quick whatever because like we're already comfortable. You already like you know laid your your mark. You haven't laid no damn mark. They give a show me nothing different but something I do every single day. It's go to the damn taco truck or go to Dunkin' Donuts or go get a Poke Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. What you got? What you got to close us out with? Oh, my gosh. You made me forget my whole question. <laughs> um, When it comes to women and men compatibility, like, where do you feel like the biggest need is in order for a relationship to be successful? Uh, this is something, I don't know if it's like a, a real key point, but I definitely feel like people need to work on their own personal traumas. Mm. That's something that I really realize. Like, you know, like a lot of people could be like, always have a relationship because I do know people like that like they're like serial daters are always in relationships <laughs> but it's like if you're not working through your own stuff like isn't the goal to like actually keep a relationship and not have to go through those motions constantly mm. and I feel like when you're going through those motions constantly like I don't always want to say it's the other person's fault sometimes it's your fault too but like you have to identify what those issues are to be able to like communicate that's a problem yeah. you have a bad problem communicate or trusting like, those are things you got to, like, do that inner work. And some people don't want to be real with doing those inner work. So, like, I mean, like, when I tell people sometimes, like, I'm not ready for a relationship, it's not necessarily, like, I'm not ready to be in a relationship with you. I just know what a relationship consists of. You know what I mean? Mm. And I feel like, why would I put myself in something that doesn't have any longevity, you know, just to waste my time? Because I'm going to go through those emotions and further, like, you know, hurt myself in those traumas that I've already yeah. went through in the past. Mm. That's deep. No, no, that's deep. I agree with that a thousand ten percent from a relationship standpoint and just from like a person standpoint in general. So I appreciate you saying that. I really do because I feel like we're here in Brown on this planet to like ever evolve and change. And that is the important aspect because you want to be better than you were yesterday. Um, literally. And I will say this. You are one tough cookie. I'll just say that. I appreciate your perspective. <laughs> I, it's a little out there. But no, it's not. 
Oh, it's not okay. Not I'll just say this. You know, I'll be honest. There's certain things where I'm like, ah, I'm like, I'll agree to disagree with, but it's always good because because AJ was saying this, hearing the other side in perspective, mm-hmm. and like it was more like just like understanding that shift because at the end of the day, you even talked about this. It's like you don't want to burn a bridge. Like you may have no. to cross that bridge. Where like that's the part that baffles me with certain people. Where it's kind of like if you don't like me or like say that. Maybe we should be homies and things like that. So I appreciate hearing that from you. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I like you and I respect you. And I, this is why I had to have you on because we needed that. You know, you just got to like pick and choose. Like, you know, like I think that's the biggest thing in my motto of my life. I want to be able to pick, choose and refuse. You know, mm. I want to be able to be in that. No, I want to be in that space huh? in my life. Do you know what I mean where I could pick, choose, and refuse? I have options. I'm able to make those choices because I'm in the space of where I can do whatever I want to do. But like that's work and time. So like it's a picking, choosing, refuse. Like okay, like I may like you, I may see you out, hi, but I'm choosing because I'm so solid in my life that I don't need to have you around me as comfort as a friend. You know, some people just have people around them just to have them around them. And you got to, like, realize some people are just around to be around but not in your space. Mm. You know? The same thing with, like, jobs. You know, like, I'm so big on, like, okay, I want to do something that makes me feel alive, makes me want to wake up, makes me feel inspired. You know, there's some people that don't have that option to pick, choose, and refuse. They need to make a check. So. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No, it's like that's the space I want to be in, like being able to pick, choose, and refuse. Yeah. Like no, that's, that's what I want to be able to be in my life and like how I want to like move accordingly. Just everything like, oh, I want to sleep today. It's okay. But you know, tomorrow I'm about to make a choice. You know what I mean? Like that's like I want to have that yeah. like, un- unlimited, you know what I mean, space to like just like, you know, move in a way that like I know it's not affecting me. It's actually how I feel. Your day is determined by you, not by yeah. what's around you. But like you know, like you have to work towards that. Like you know, mm-hmm. like you really do. Absolutely. Like, especially like I see, like I told you, like in LA, like you know, it's a facade. I'm gonna keep it buck with you. It's really yeah. a facade. There'll be people that you think have a lot of money and they really, really don't. Mm-hmm. You know, versus in New York, it's like it's grimy, it's the hood, mm-hmm. all these type of stuff. But they're hustlers. You know what I mean? They're trying to work to get towards the band. Like nothing is like given to them. So you have those two different mindsets. Like, what do you want to choose? Like. Do you want to choose the facade and play the fairy tale? Or do you probably want to be in the gut a little bit and like work towards what you want? It's like, what's your end goal? Because I know we're supposed to end, but I just have a really good question I got kicked to. You just you just said this to me. I have to have I have to ask you this before we get out of here. When you're courting, or if a guy's courting a female, right? Or a woman, okay. do they want more of that? This is how it is. I'm a hustler. Or do you think they want more of the facade? Like, oh, I can do these things. What do you think women want more? The facade or? Let's just say if a guy comes in with a Gucci belt, Jordans, all this other stuff, it looks like he's about money. Rather than the guy who wants to say he has his shirt tucked in, you know, maybe a suit or we'll just say not even a suit, maybe some uh, Eddie Bauer shirt, you know, button down and like. So whatever, some dress shoes or some Stacy Adam dress shoes. Yeah. What do you think? Is it more of the facade of like, oh, this person like he he's got this and this, of course he got that. Or do you think women want more or 
the real, the hustle? Well, you can't really ask my question because every man wants something different, the same way women look for different things in men. Okay. So you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a, a real broad question to ask you. But, like, if I'm saying as far as, like, just trying to be general, I definitely, yeah. I'm not going to lie, I do think looks are to something before. That might be your parents, the way you look okay. in your face. Like, it is somewhat important. But, like, for me, like, how, like I said, like, I'm not probably going to date the guy, the flash guy. That's just not, like, my tea. But, like, a girl might like the guy that has, like, the big chains on and, you know, whatever, whatever. You know, it's just finding what I like. And, like, when you find what you like, it's like, okay, you got the one foot through the door. Now it's, like, the conversation. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Next. Like, can we seal the deal? Because, obviously, like, I feel some type of comfortable because you are what I like. But at the same time, too, like, same thing with being a pretty girl. Like, you know, a guy might look, oh, she's pretty as hell. Do you know what I mean? Like, she might be good, like, take home. But, like, damn, like, she ain't got no substance. So, like, that's just a hand quit. So, I mean, <laughs> and, like, you know... With that being said, I thank you for humoring me with that last one. <laughs> if Yo, you like that, if if, I'm, right, hey, if I'm, I'm not you saying you're right. like she's attractive, but like I'm not for the text this today. I'll hit her up next week <laughs> when I need something. This <laughs> has been one of the funniest installments of the Plano Games podcast slash show. I've I'm Robert. I'm Arthur. I'm Unique. And before we go, before we go, I want you to lace the people with your your socials and let them know how they can oh, follow you and get a hold of you. So okay, so we gotta get the government name real quick. It's gonna be a little bit difficult, but we'll do it. So it's gonna be underscore underscore unique. So that's Y A N I Q U E E, and you'll find me on Instagram. And and with that, it's Arthur Dixon. You can follow me at Chef Board Dixon on Instagram. And uh, that has been the Play No Games podcast slash show. <laughs> and we out. We out of here. Peace. Bye. You probably wondering if I think of you. Sorry, I'm for the bag right now. Yeah, I'm for the bag right now. Yeah, for the bag that I never had. Yeah, you probably mad right now. Yeah, I got a two piece now. Oh, shit, I think they call them groupies now. <laughs>